There is no doubt that the business sector wields plenty of power. Power that can shape the world and if applied with a conscience, positively impact all spheres of civilization. In Conscious Conversations, I, Carmen Murray, chat with a fascinating array of industry leaders and pioneers to explore how doing business with a greater good in mind can lead to better returns and a better South Africa for all. Join me on my voyage of discovery and together we'll unearth the value, nobility, prosperity and opportunity that is part and parcel of ethical capitalism. Hey, 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 welcome Conscious Tribe. Today, we are going to get the inside scoop of what happens to people after they resign and go to a recruitment agency. What do they say about what is happening in the workplace and why they're leaving? So, without further ado, I've invited somebody very special. Um, It's a friend of mine that actually became a friend through the way that she interviewed me in the day that I was still on the market um, before owning my own businesses. She is the founder and CEO of Talented, and she really brings career happiness, compatibility. Um, She has really a, a great, phenomenal background into digital marketing, brand, advertising, you name it, she can do it. But I think one thing that really resonates with me is the day I um, I went to her when I was still, um, you know, working, I remember having a complete breakdown in her office because I was so unhappy in my job. And I was bawling my eyes out and her skills and her listening abilities and really trying to understand the roots of the problem, what makes me happy, what doesn't make me happy to find, not just what makes me happy, but also whoever she's going to place me with, where she's going to take me to if I'm the right person. And it was really such a big aha moment in my career. And I've always remembered that intimate um, interview with Sasha. With that being said is, you know, the world has gone crazy, absolutely crazy. And I don't think I've spoke. And I, I mean, I'm a serious socialite and I'm very connected to a lot of people. And I, and I cannot think of one day in my life that I am not speaking to a person, even if I haven't seen them for 10 years or 10 days or one minute. It does not talk about their unhappiness in the workplace. And, you know, if we look at stats, 70% of the world currently is saying, hey, I don't enjoy going to work. I'm not happy with what I do. This is not what I'm meant to do. I have anxiety, this toxic workplace. I don't want to have a lot of material things. I just want to be happy. And um, people are really just reflecting. And I believe as above, so below, so within, so without. So if you're sitting with people, 70% of your workforce that is unhappy, what is that doing to your customers? What is it doing to the outside world? And maybe it's time that corporates need to start and organizations and, and small businesses need to start looking inward as to how do they change this? Because the, the, the effect, everything is interconnected, is, is rapid. So Sash, without further ado, warm welcome. It's, it's been hard to get you here. You're always so busy. <laughs> Well, it's trying to make people happy, you know, it's not an easy feat. <laughs> so, 
so I think <laughs> thank you thank you so without um, kind of over complicating it comms I think you know what's really key at the moment the world has changed it's gone crazy to your point and um, I think there's the good and bad that have come out of the pandemic which we obviously all still refer to and um, we're living in an ever evolving ever changing world and um, I think it's tricky because, you know, people find themselves longing to be fulfilled, not only happy, but to be living and working aligned to their purpose, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think a key thing, and there's so many factors at play, it sort of came off the back of the accessibility and availability to work remotely, to possibly reframe what you are doing, you know, how you're operating within an environment, whether you are living, you know, to your true potential. So there's so many factors when it comes into professional happiness. And I think that, you know, employers and companies at large, regardless of size or location, have a far greater responsibility now more than before to consider their employee mental and emotional well-being. And, you know, this is often frowned upon and some companies kind of feel they're addressing it and doing a great job. And other companies aren't kind of, you know, don't see it with the importance that it should be seen and handled with. And, you know, therein lies the problem, right? Mm, 100%. It's like putting a, a tennis table in the middle of a floor, giving everybody on a Friday a drink. People actually, um, there's a big trend going on now where people are actually taking themselves off medication. It's a big undercurrent of, of trend. And one thing I can tell you out of um, experience doing that myself is that you are so much more aware of all your surroundings and what's going on because you're Absolutely. not in the zone. I think that just just looking at what's happening there is, is that internal cultures, I think for me, and, and, and working with a lot of organizations, it's not just working in marketing and communications and what goes out to the outside world, but it often has a lot to do what goes on in the inside. And, Very much. and it's so... I don't know how to explain it to you. This It's almost like so much regurgitation. Um, it's like copy-paste. We put it all here. And, you know, we think that, that people are going to get happy if we just do one, two, three, four. You know, I've just spoken to a friend of mine early this morning that's just going, hey, I've been asked to meet sales, mark, uh, sales targets. My clients are closing businesses left, right, and center. They are retrenching 100 to 200 people. It's something I can't control. But I've been told if I don't do things by the end of the month, I'm going to lose my job. Sure. But yeah, it's not this person's fault. It's, it's the external operating environment. Hello, we are going through load shedding. The economy is in a crisis. Isn't this the time to show true leadership rather than this mighty force to always be in power? Is to say, hey, we've got to start with our people. If we lose our people, and I know that everybody's going technology, technology, technology. I'm all for technology. I think it's a great tool. But in the right. same token, I'm also going to raise my hand and say, huh, do you seriously think people are just going to disappear? People have creativity, the way that they connect dots, the way that they, they, they bring thoughts together, their spirituality, their foresight intelligence, their ability to adapt is incredible. But Google 
released 12,000 people. Facebook then released. Those people probably helped to write all these algorithms of all the AI technology that's currently ruling the world. So they wrote algorithms to their own detriment. So um, <laughs> uh, what, what I always say, first we build our tools, then they shape us, right? I, I want to give, give you the floor and perhaps you can just, sorry, I'm getting comfortable and getting my, you see, this is an interesting conversation. When I start folding my knees, then I'm in my, in my zone. <laughs> it's coming into the meaty spots, I understand. Spot. What give are me. you sharing with us? <laughs> give me those so, meaty spots. <laughs> you know, I, I think what's, what's really key to recognize exactly as you're saying, you know, people are it's people, right? So we can all say whatever we want about, you know, falling kind of prey, falling victim to listening to the employee and giving the employee perhaps too much voice. But it's very much globally becoming a thing. And yes, the great resignation, it's very much becoming a thing where we are an employee led, let me say, business workplace, you know, um, where the employee has a lot more power, not only in South Africa, but globally than the employer. And that is a difficult shift for any employer to navigate. But if they've got the right people, right practices, and kind of authentic principles at play, I think what's key is that they will hold on to their people and their people become ambassadors for the business, which is obviously more valuable than any ad campaign ever can prove to be. And so I think it's very key that we listen to what our employees are saying, we lean in, we give a platform appropriately, um, and that doesn't matter if we small business or huge corporates. Employee mental well-being is more pressured than ever before. We are all being pulled in a million pieces. This is not pandemic-related. This is the pace of life. You know, mm -hmm. this is the, the pressures, you know, the very good points, you know, illustrating in terms of your friend that has these targets slapped onto her. Um, they are not thinking of how the pieces marry together and what that looks like from a pressure point of view. So we, you know, don't bat an eyelid to performance manage, you know, an employee to have hard conversations. You haven't met your target to incentives and therefore guess what? Or we do and we try and, you know, sort of support and nurture in order to have a better end result. Mm. But the reality mm -hmm. is that people, when they don't feel valued, when they don't feel led in an authentic way, People are tired of playing the long game, of being part of an organization, a business, a brand that doesn't make them feel heard and seen. And so I think what's key is to have real conversations, to demonstrate leadership, not from a place of entitlement, arrogance or earning, but from true expertise and mentorship and able to really engage with transparency in the way in which people lead. And, you know, this comes through the whole time where people are often not lead. I mean, I'm sure you, this is no news to you. I'm, people are often not leaving the business. They're leaving a manager. Mm -hmm. They're leaving a human. So the human to human interplay is so important that it can shift people from being so brilliant at what they do to really breaking them right down to questioning their very basic skill set. 
It's mm. breaking people's confidence. It's unfortunately causing massive anxiety problems. And by it, what am I referring to? The unhappiness, the feeling of not feeling heard and understood. Mm. It's not necessarily mm. we'll pay you more, we'll recognize you. Yes, there's there's merit in that for sure. But it's about having real conversations and being able to understand what we can do better to not only attract talent, but to retain talent. You know, how are we going to look after our good humans? What are we doing that is in line with their growth plans that therefore supports the business? You know, the business can ultimately only gain from a person that is empowered, excited and driven to deliver for the business. They care about the bottom line if you make them care, one, and make them feel cared for, importantly. Mm. I really love that, and it's, it's it's so profound. I just um, circling back. I think one thing that's so important to also remember is that the pressure is coming from the top down. I mean, I I sometimes um, you know take walks with many of uh, my friends and clients and execs, and you know sometimes when you have those walks, is where those big conversations happen, and you're just like, wow, sure. you know. And um, one thing that I can tell you for sure is that I don't believe that people are are behaving from a place of awareness because they are receiving 10 times more pressure from the top. And there is the, the shareholders and the stakeholders in the top that's just pointing everything down from the top to the bottom. So you're always going to find the people at the bottom. And, you know, the higher you go, the pressure just gets higher. It doesn't get easier. But it's the people on the, the 1% of the business that, that gets the benefit. And at some point, as some people are buying 10 or 20 houses for themselves. And other people can't even put bread on the table. They sacrifice their souls exactly um, to be an organization that doesn't take care of them. And if you don't take care, um, it's like when you crack an egg from the inside, it means life. If you crack it from the outside, it means death. So if you're going to kill the oxygen out of every single person that comes through your, your organization and you don't see what you're doing, of course, when the masses start uniting with the same story it's not going to look good on the other side for for people no 100 percent. and I, I think you know that's very valid in terms of what you're saying the inside out and outside in as well as the top tier right there's there's a lot of merit there because what's happening is that leadership yes the pressure is a gazillion percent on them and they might earn the fat salaries and whatever that doesn't make it easy it doesn't make it um we, and again i don't want to broad brush stroke and paint all leadership with the same brush oh, no, there's a lot of all. incredible leaders there's a lot of incredible business that as I say there are companies big and small doing the right things mm. the thing is it's a question of accountability and so I just think that you know authenticity as I've said and transparency is so key when leading if you're wanting impact mm -hmm. and I think that when leaders are empowered by the top from the top empowered to have honest conversations the difference in results that you will merit, you know, and, and your team will deliver 
is just undeniable. You know, a perfect example is very the well-known sort of rate of attrition in the world of digital marketing, advertising. But but tourism, you know, hospitality, leisure, tourism is second, a very close second in terms of what a high attrition rate there is. And that is not because of a lack of passionate or capable people. It is because the work pressures and demands and the environment is one where leadership has not taken accountability to have conversations with clients to understand better how we can serve and deliver but how we can also look after our people Mm. and I think that's the critical conversation that is not happening in a way that is transformative to retaining people and to growing good people yeah totally and I mean uh, to your point I see so many people that's doing a phenomenal job um, and, and, and burden, carrying so many burdens for their teams because they want to keep their team intact because they value their teams, but it's not always understood from where the pressure is coming. Um, yes. And, and um, because they don't have direct contact necessarily with that. But, you know, I do believe that even if it's not the highest of the highest of, of leaders, um, I do believe where you're at and where your feet are at and you pay attention to the needs around you as a as a leader, I do believe you can make impact there. Um, and that also comes back to introspection and who you are and how you show up as a leader. You have to be a leader with wisdom. If, you are not a, if you're not a leader with wisdom, you need to surround yourself with people that have wisdom so that, you know, through collaboration and co-creation, you, you, you can lead together as a team. But I think for me, the, the, it's this parable, the story I shared on social media the other day. I, I heard it um, where a little boy, he's walking on the shore and he sees a starfish. And an old man comes over the hill at the ocean and he goes, Hey, boy, what do you think you're doing? And the little boy goes, The tide has gone backwards and the starfish are dying. I'm trying to throw them into the ocean. And the little um, boy is like, I'm I'm just trying to, like, you know, help and get them to save their lives. The old man looks, you silly little boy. Have you looked at the shore? Look how many starfish there are. You're never going to get to them all. And he said, but wait, this one I can save. And he throws a starfish in the ocean. And I think those little moments finds us as leaders where we can say okay right I can't save everybody I mean my husband and I had a conversation also um I think last night where where I just said to him you know we feel so paralyzed we can't help everybody but it's finding those little moments and where you can help can make a difference but we can't save everybody and I mean just having this platform and having this conversation I hope it reach, reaches people that they can just, you know, let's sort of glimmer of hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as I always say, right, taking over the world one CV at a time, right? That is the job of any any great recruiter. But I think importantly, you know, one conversation at a time, leaders have such uh, they're in such a position of responsibility to really nurture and and value really provide the feeling of just immense value and gratitude to their team because they will get that back. You know, it's absolutely reciprocal. And I I really do believe if you can make your team, whether it's one or 10 individuals, whether it's a thousand, it doesn't matter to your point of the starfish. If you make one human feel valued and seen, recognized, recognized, 
the ripple effect is unbelievable. And as a leader, what you will get from that one human is something that is invaluable. Mm. You know, um, mm. as, as that saying goes, you know, people will never forget the way you make them feel. And I think that is a key sort of underlying theme where employers need to recognize and stand up and own. We can say whatever we want to say about a performance, about, you know, a KPI, whatever it is, but it's actually about how leaders are articulating mm. to humans mm -hmm. that surround them appreciation, recognition, acknowledgement, share in, recognize, you know, lean in and sort of say, we know we're all under the same pressure, under deadlines, under massive sales targets, whatever it is, be real, have real conversations, you know, the, the feeling then of connectedness mm. will really mm. deliver such a different result in terms of a belonging. And when people feel, as we know, belonging and community, that's yeah. priceless. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true what you're saying. It's beautiful. Um, and it's it's also like getting rid of this brief down the neck culture. You, you, you know, we... Ooh, micromanagement. That's, that just is so such a counterproductive strategy. It's like, when are these people actually going to start using the ladder of inference um, and start checking their own biases and start checking their own own fears before they, they actually transfer it to other people? Exactly that. You're so right. You know, that's, that's it. As you said earlier, introspection. You know, if people can just stop and if leaders get given the right kind of mentorship that they need, understandably, at their level with the pressures, if they are given that support and they are groomed and grown in the same way that they need to show to their teams, mm. you know, that is where that introspection will blossom because from that from showing up for themselves, they will show up as a different leader altogether, you know, and and therefore you land up retaining good people, growing good people, as opposed to what we're seeing, which is a very fragmented, broken workspace. Some have come together for sure, but I find that even in the happiest of cultures, there's, of course, there's always going to be, you, you can never please them all, and that's okay, but I think that it's about really creating a space for humans mm. that there's a coming together an understanding in terms of regard and respect for one another that then you know produces beautiful end results yeah and yeah, yeah I, it, it seems so simple right it's not and we understand that there's so many complexities when it comes to humans we we of course can't give in to every whim and by no means saying that we now need to you know give everyone a different day off and wrap them in cotton wool and give them a, a you know a blankie and a box of popcorn on a cold day so that they can stay in and watch a movie we're not saying that at all these are real conversations about understanding what makes someone tick how to drive the best results out of them and how those people through really delivering their best performance are going to give value to the organization, the manager, the leaders, etc. you know. I totally believe in that. And, and as we, um, you know, get to the end of, of our podcast, I think one thing that, that really resonates with me is um, I think if there was two things that we could do, one is if we could teach the workforce at the bottom, how to handle these leaders and give them power as well. 
not just give power to the people on top, but the people at the bottom. I think the people in the middle to the top are probably going to think very carefully how they treat people. Um, secondly, I I do believe that there needs to be balance in in everything. I'm not saying um, some you know there's different perspectives to different stories and and sure. how things are happening. But you know when you start seeing a figure like seventy percent of the global world. Um, is experiencing this we need to go to countries like switzerland or denmark you know countries where they're getting it right and understand how they're getting it right and how can we get people there and how can we start putting legislation and things in place and you know what we don't always need legislation to tell us how to behave you just need to have a moral compass Absolutely. You know, I think a South African employment conversation is a very different conversation to a happiness workplace conversation, of course. And I think that, you know, in terms of moral compass and just exactly that, listening and tuning in to yourself and to your team, your people, your clients, you'll have a very different conversation. 100%. Now I want to ask you a, a question. If I had to say to you, Sasha, from tomorrow, nobody can be entrepreneurs. You got to go back to corporate. Will you do it? Oh, hell no. no <laughs> <I don't. laughs> um, so that's a that's a very loaded question, Carmen. Very loaded <laughs> I question. Have to ask it. I have to ask <laughs> no, thank it. you for asking, and it's something I reflect on often. So I think truly, um, and that's what's exactly what's happening when I say a fragmented workplace. We are exactly that. We're coming up against people that would sooner resign for the sake of their mental and emotional well-being, for the sake of leaning into what they know they're capable of and brave it out there as a freelancer, as a consultant, as an entrepreneur, solopreneur. And the reason being is because, yes, you can. It's hard. Don't mistake it for a moment. I don't need to tell you. But the resilience and grit that South Africans have within us is very much on a, a very um, developed level, shall we say. And so, you know, the world over, people are very happy. If you've got a strong sense of self and you're driven and motivated, why wouldn't you work for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Here's the value. Mm -hmm. I think that we absolutely are fortunate to be in a world where many people want to be part of a bigger collective, to be led, to be managed. And there's a lot of growth in that. The, what's beautiful is a lot of people will stay in difficult situations if they see that change is possible. They're willing to kind of go through the hard yards, do the hard yards, and, and even be poorly managed to come out on top a better and stronger leader and human. But to your question of me, I will happily partner. I, I'm not too proud to take a job at all, but I love working for myself. And, and it is damn hard. I would say I would challenge the the norm you know i think it's far harder to be an entrepreneur solopreneur to be a freelancer professional freelancer than it is to be an employee and that's a very bold statement that i know i will get a lot of flack for but i i was i'm happy to have that chat you know um as i'm crawling towards 50 i'm like okay <laughs> crawling oh my gosh that is dramatic it is your birthday month but you're being very dramatic i listen i'm, not, I'm halfway there um but, but but um what i wanted to say was 
you know, I can't ask you the question, not answer, but I completely, um, I completely, I mean, it was a very bold question to ask, especially very bold, very inappropriate, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, I feel like I make more impact running my own business. Was it hard starting my own business? Hell yes. Would I do it again? Yes. Would I ever regret that I was working in corporates, that I was working for entrepreneurs? Not at all. It shaped me into who I am today and it has given me the power to go and make that change that I want to see in the world. So, you know, the the good news to your point is that although it looks tough in the moment, it's a lesson to be learned. We've all gone through it as well. I'm obviously not taking away that the environment that we were in is very different to what it was 10 years ago or 15 sure. years ago. Um, it's really, it's almost like the, the earth is spinning off its axis. Like, I don't know what is going on, but no. the energy is shifting and we shift with it. If we can just introspect as human beings and also support, you know, this is what I love about what I do is like, I get to work with amazing clients And, you know, I'm very careful in how I select my clients. I don't just take a client for the sake of it. And when I work with these people, I just go, wow, it's tough some days. But, you know, working with them and knowing that I'm making an impact and even just putting my energy into a client, um, it can make a difference. It might not be visible to me, but at some point in time, it will make a difference. So just, you know, keep going. And, you know, to all the workforces listening, and I don't know if you want to add to this, but as hard as it is, just remember to put good energy in whatever you do and how you can and where you can. Um, If you can't put good energy into something, it is time to reconsider if this is the job that you want. Um, but if, the, if, if you go in and out of your life with no good energy, oh, I wanted to share the stat with you, but <laughs> ADHD mind. Okay. Wait, you know how it goes with me? Let me just hold something in my hand. Then I know I'll talk about it quickly now, <laughs> but I just think that good energy is so important because it has an impact on those around you. So if you can at least just go into your job, having a good frame of mind, irrespective of everything collapsing next and around you then at least you are making an impact as an individual. Anything Absolutely. from you? Yeah, I just think, I think that as individuals, we owe it to ourselves to get really clear on what it is we want. Mm. And I think that if people stop, stop with listening to the noise around us and within us, and you stop just for a moment to get clear on what you want, I think so much can come from there. It sounds easy. It's really not. But a lot can come from there. And and I think even for business, if each leader, owner, CEO, client, et cetera, et cetera, thinks about, yes, okay, I want to generate revenue. I want to double revenue. That's fine. Drill that down to mm-hmm. what you want. And from there, I think it really will inform a far richer conversation and a far healthier set of behaviors. Absolutely love it. Lots of wisdom from you. And you're keeping it so professional, as always. Oh, no, well, not really. I mean, I mean, come now. Let's not, let's not get hysterical. <laughs> but listen, with that being said, I've got 
for my point I need to make, I've got white sage spray. So I'm just. Oh, well, you see, that's how you energy. just beautiful. <laughs> just sage all around. Listen, you're, you, there's some stories. There, the stories I hear are all pretty interesting. I, I mean, I, I don't need to tell you. We've all been in bizarre workspaces and worked with some unique humans. But what is really um, worrying is the situations that people find themselves in. And I just think we need to get real about the way in which we talk to people. You know, to your point of white sage, it makes me think of a few different things. But, you know, we can't just think by, for example, cleansing an area or your energy or whatever, that it's okay to then just go and kind of lose your mind and, and treat people however yes. you want, you know. So, you know, you can. You can within your space right now. But do you know what I'm saying? So I just I think it's so important for people to remember that, energy matters your mm. energy and how are you showing up matters and how you talk to people it's something you can't go back on so you need to think carefully before you just no it's use true. this instrument i'm actually changing my story that i want to tell you because of what you said so now i'm going to still use Uh-oh. my moment <laughs> okay good go go okay. sage it sage it okay so okay <laughs> On a, on, a, on a serious note, um, a few months yes. ago, actually was, I think it was January, I got, did that exercise with the apples, right? Took a half an apple, put it in a jar, and the other half an apple, and one's a positive jar, and one's a negative jar. So okay. I spoke positively. I don't know the apple thing. I'm so I'll explain yep. to you. So there's two jars, and there's a half an apple in each one. You close the jar. And then for the next 11 days, you talk to the positivity jar, and just positive. I love you. You're amazing. You're so awesome. Amazing. Negativity jar, you just tell it, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're never going to do anything right, blah, 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 blah. I did that experiment, and I will show you the videos and the pictures, I shit you not. The first one was um, the positivity jar. It was doing fine, within three days there's green leaves coming out, a little plant is growing, all shenanigans, very cute. The negativity jar starts building up the sweat. Um, I think on the seventh day or sixth or seventh day, I had a a situation that made me very angry. And I'm not a person to let out or whatever, but I, I'm not scared to say what I think. You'll always get honesty from me. So the poor apple got the honesty. So I went to the negative apple and I shouted in my mind. I didn't speak my words. I just thought my words. And in my mind, all my frustration, I take out on this apple and I went for a walk. 30 minutes later, I come back and the jar popped. All the seeds popped next to the jar. I've got pictures of this as proof. And all the seeds at the bottom where the positivity jar, the apple where the little plant started growing, it used its own environment as compost where the negativity jar popped its lid, popped all the seeds out of the compost that it's supposed to grow in and it landed on the glass, no soil, and and it just rotted after that. And we planted the apple tree, the positive one, um, 11 days later. So words matter. Energy matters. And you don't even have to say it. I mean... Yeah, no, I've I've never, yeah, that's really interesting. It doesn't surprise me in terms of exactly what you're saying. It illustrates the point on a 
on a massive scale. But um, just to be clear, that was an apple, as in a store-purchased, market-purchased apple cut in half, a whole apple cut in half, and this was the result. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. No, I mean, must, we I mean, could go into a whole other set of conversations <laughs> just from that, but that really does illustrate a point, and, and that is exactly it, right? So it's kind of like be careful with your words, and it's very much about protecting your energy. And I think that, you know, we, we're all human. doesn't matter what level you sit on. doesn't matter what job you do. It takes nothing to treat someone else with basic courtesy. 100%. With that parting thought, I want to <laughs> say thank you so Huge much. Huge wisdom. That is <laughs> like, this is like a conscious conversation to a next level. Listen, you always challenge me, like I must tell you. <laughs> <laughs> not true. This has definitely not been cerebral, but it's been real. And you know what I'm saying? I think it's, it's important. And I think there's so many voices out there that need to be heard. I think we, we need to look after ourselves and look after good people. 100%. And also, the people that are not good, we have to send nice Grow them. to them. So that they <laughs> yes. can become We better. won't banish them to an island. <laughs> no. Use our good energy. Although we want to sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you can see all my Thank crystals you. and shenanigans here. Yeah, you just saged me. I mean, through the screen, I felt the sage. I'm saged. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to Common Shenanigans. But anyway, um, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us. And to the Conscious Such Tribe, I just want to say check you later. It was so divine. Hope you enjoyed it. And please share comments, share your story. You know, maybe you can come and share your story on the podcast. Anyway, thank you so much. Sash, you rock. Thank you so much. Thank you, you so much. Have a beautiful one. Okay. Ciao. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.